Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi melody. Got out. If everyone could calm down, we'll get started. As you know, today we have guest lecturer David Hatcher Childress, and he's here to discuss a secret government agency that he has just discovered. I won't spoil the topic, so without further ado, David Hatcher Childress. Thank you, thank you. All across America and the world, there are countless cases of UFO abductions or UFO landings. In nearly all of these cases, witnesses report being visited by nameless agents dressed entirely in black. They do not identify with a certain government agency and they disappear without anyone ever knowing who they are. Now, you have to ask that maybe if all of these witnesses are telling the truth, is this a secret government agency that is off the books? You have to ask if possibly this is an outgrowth of Majestic 12. Throughout the years, witnesses tell the same story of mysterious men dressed all in black who don't report to any government agency. You need to investigate it because ultimately the witness accounts are telling you something is here. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Childress, for your wonderful discussion and for bringing this secret organization to light. Now we're going to watch a short video about his findings. If you could all direct your attention to the screen, you'll notice a little red light, which is just to let us know that the power is on. All of you attended this lecture and found it lunacy. Mr. Childress and his ilk will cause you to laugh at him. You will all listen to Sci-Fi Malady Symptom 22 and to their month on conspiracies to combat this lunacy. They will tell you the truth, and afterwards you will be forever addicted to the show, along with all of the other fine shows on raving lunatic media, such as Cold Case Chase, The Case of the Chills, Case Closed, and the newly created Zodiac Task Force. Hurry now to catch up, for it will be your source of all things cool. Sci-Fi Melody, Symptom 210, Men in Black, The Inquirer got it right, who knew? Welcome back, sickies, to our second episode of Spy-Fi September, and I think this one was an obvious gimme. Men in Black. And uh, I think we can all agree this is going to be a big improvement from last week's episode on Moonraker. Uh, this was a thoroughly entertaining yeah. movie. Yeah. It'd be yeah. hard to go in reverse. <laughs> well, well, we know Mark, so he can't do it. He can't do it. There's another progeny out there. No, 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 no. We're not doing that ever again. That movie doesn't exist. The end. So, Men in Black. This movie, I remember when this movie came out, I wasn't quite sure what to make of it, but I went to the 
Parma Theater when that was a thing. Remember oh, that? man, the oh, Dollar wow. Theater. The Dollar After theater. the movie had been out for like eight months at the regular theaters, oh, you could see exa- it there for a dollar. <laughs> that's an exaggeration. For those of you that are not near the Cleveland area or the west side suburb of Cleveland, Parma Theater was this classic theater that must have been built in the 50s for all I know. And it was the, it was actually, you could tell it had a very good heyday. And when you went in there, it, all the films cost like a dollar and sometimes two when they had to try to rake in extra money. And yeah, the movie was usually already out in regular theaters for a couple weeks or months by the time you got to see it there. But the thing is, most people would wait until it hit the Parma Theater. In fact, if you lived in the west side suburbs, that was a common phrase. I want to see that, but I'll wait till it hits Parma. So, because that's when it hit the cheap theater. So I saw this film at the Parma Theater, and I was actually really pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a lot of fun. So, in fact, the first thing that made me think, wow, this is fun, was one of the first fun facts, and that's the Jim Baker... A uh, legendary makeup artist for horror films such as American Werewolf in London, he did the makeup on this, and it shows. He retired shortly after this, well, in 2015, so not shortly, but this was one of the last films he did, I think, and uh, it, it really shows great. Uh, the film itself was starring Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, and Will Smith at the time was known as King of the Fourth because. He had a number of films having to do with the 4th, either was released on the 4th of July or uh, it was about the 4th of July that made a lot of money. For example, in 1996, Independence Day dominated the box office. Next year, Men in Black opened in first place. And then 1999's Wild Wild West was one of Smith's lowest opening. But during its opening weekend, it was strong enough to total to top box office charts. So. And then Men in Black 2 and Hancock came coming up about the same time, still a lot. So for some reason, he was lucky about the fourth. Um, so they originally, I said Tommy Lee Jones. We had a fun fact about Will Smith. Fun fact about Tommy Lee Jones. They, the director didn't want him because Tommy Lee Jones, I guess, has an explosive anger on set. So... Originally, they were considering Chris O'Donnell. But honestly, the director found out, Sonnefeld found out that working with Tommy was actually uh, was great. So he decided to change his mind and get him in the role. Unfortunate, I guess like we could have made this a an episode back in Conspiracy Theory Month. There are people that believe this agency is real. All right, this was born partially of reality of of people thinking this this well, is kind of reality well, you got to ask fiction. if this was just a movie to make sure that everyone thought that it's not a real thing it's obvious that you just have this movie made to hide the actual men in black yeah so the concept for this started in, in the 50s and 60s or 40s when ufo ufoology but i'm gonna call it studies because that sounds dumb to mine ears uh started out in fact the author of the book the mothman prophecies john keel was the first credited to the term men in black mib which and uh albert k bender 
Another UFOologist, so to speak, claimed he was visited by three men in dark suits who threatened him with imprisonment if he continued his inquiries into UFOs. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? And Gray Barker wrote several nonfiction books, including The Men in Black, including the 1956 They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers and 1984's MIB, The Secret Terror Among Us. So, in fact, to go uh, take it a step further, Lowell Cunningham, who made this series, it started off in comic books. Lowell believes the men in black are real, so he felt he was writing about real people. Uh, he shaped the men in black to be active agents out there responding to threats, cleaning them up if they've already occurred. So they described themselves as a thin black line between reality and chaos. So he felt he was writing something based on reality. Frank, the next one, Frank the Pug got diva treatment. That's all I'm going to say about that. I thought it was more interesting that people think this is real. Uh, another one. Remember that hack back in 2014 with the, the Sony hack? Uh, yes. After the interview came out. So back then, reports started surfacing among the leaked documents. There was an email from former Sony studio. Sony studio had Amy Pascal. Have mixed feelings about her, but anyway, stating that the studio was planning on mashing up 21 Jump Street and Men in Black franchise for one star studded movie. It would entail Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum, and I already don't like Jonah Hill's anything, so uh, that would have made me revolt or wretch rather. Anyway, those two would be playing cops, but whether or not they'd run into the Men in Black wasn't clear. In an email to Pascal, Hill said, Jump Street merging with MIB. I think that's clean, rad, and powerful. Uh, then in 2013, it was reported Men in Black 4 was in the works with 22 Jump Street scribe writing the script. Of course, nothing came out of it. It was just probably one of those leaks. Somehow that still makes me think might have been better than the actual movie we got, but I'm not sure. Uh, you mean uh, Men in Black International? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, the scientific website badastronomy.com broke down all of the astronomical incidents in the first film and discussed what was good about the movie and what wasn't. For example, Agent K says you want to stay away from that guy. He's grouchy. A three-hour delay in customs after a trip for 17 million miles is going to make anybody cranky. But Bad Astronomy pointed out that the nearest known star to the sun is Proxima Centauri, which is 25 trillion miles away. So, you know, well, they get some credit. Yeah, but it doesn't sound so good when you have to go, yeah, he took a trip 350,000 quintillion miles. Doesn't yeah. sound quite as... Yeah. Rolls off the tongue, not so no. well. Plus, it sounds made up. For most people, it would sound yeah. made up. Uh, Men in Black Two is still, the, or Men in Black rather, is still the highest-grossing action buddy comedy of all time. Almost lost out to Rush Hour Two. Almost. Hmm. Vincent D'Onofrio, the guy that was Agent Aker, he was able to do that. Not Agent Aker, Alien Aker, the cockroach. He was able to walk that way because he wore basketball still basketball braces, locked him in place so he couldn't walk straight. That's dedication. That, the, that yeah, is. that is some commitment to your craft. Definitely. Uh, the Men in Black theme song was Will Smith's first solo hit. 
I didn't know that. I did not know that either. I but didn't know that was young Will Smith. He's yeah. only twenty nine years true. old at this point. That's I did. True. I I didn't know that was his first solo hit. I know I bopped a head, nodded my head with it in the call yeah. with friends. It's like yeah. <laughs> and the final fun fact: Blue Ray Ban, who made the sunglasses, got into a uh, fight with the director about having their logo in the film. I mean, they won, but it's just a little thing that happened. So now, I did this last film. Let's see if I can do it again. Oh, no. Oh, no. The quick story. Let's try this again. And so Will Smith. Oh, yeah. You want me to uh, go ahead and get you ready? Let me know when to start. Rage Masters. One minute plot summary. Ready, set, go. Go. Will Smith chases a guy that turns out to be an alien, and he runs into Tommy Lee Jones, who was also chasing the alien. The Tommy Lee Jones works for Men in Black, the agency that is there to keep aliens under wraps. He employs Will Smith after uh, doing a series of tests, and at the same time, a cockroach named that we're going to call Alien Acre crashes onto the planet, and he's there to kill the, another alien species and steal something called the Star of Orion, Orion's Belt. And uh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones's character catch him, stop him, and save the universe, save the planet and the universe from uh, another alien coming and blowing him up for the star of Orion, Orion's belt. That was about forty-two seconds. All right, I'm getting better. You're fi- killing the bit. You finally <laughs> got onto a bit. <laughs> we, we, uh, we'll see if I, I'm killing it now. Wait till next week. Right. Yeah. Except, but. And you're ruining it. We can't make fun of your one-minute summaries <laughs> oh, when they're worry. actually in it. I'll It'll blow make... it. I'll blow it. Don't worry. I'll It'll blow make it. a comeback. It'll make a comeback easily. So um, before we get into rips and picks, let's just talk about this concept of the men in black themselves. Ooh, I got this. Mark hates it because this is a conspiracy theory. No, I'm okay with this one. Oh, wow. Okay, let me. <laughs> it's sent has... Now that the fun facts have come out, it's tweaked a teeny bit. I'm okay with it because it's a neat, fun idea as a piece of fiction. But now that I know that the author of this kind of universe, this franchise, believes in it, it it, it took a ding. It took a ding just because of that. Um, but the con- conceptually, I still think it's a neat idea because even though I don't believe in it, it kind of goes into that X-Files what's going on especially when they use the national Enquirer and say oh the Enquirer is right we just cover it up well i was surprised because you know sometimes i sometimes a lot of times i watch terrible uh tv shows and documentaries about alien abductions and ufos no and then i started seeing in these that most of them eventually get to the quote real men in black and i thought well these guys aren't even trying anymore they just took a movie and decided that these people are real and then i found out that it's the movie. The, the movie is not original. The concept of the men in black, they took that concept from something that is believed to be a real government shadow agency. Now, am I okay with this? Um, for the most part, if you're going to make a fictionalized government shadow agency, the men in black are great. Because, one, it is not an agency you could have on the official budget or the dark budget. You've got, you know, you got that hidden budget that the CIA has that, you know, they just say, we need a hundred million dollars for this. You don't get to know what this is. Well, actually, correct. Well, also, they also have that budget where you go, really, a hundred million dollars for potato research. 
in the Department of Defense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just believe us. But you couldn't you couldn't have this one on any budget. It would have to be privately funded. And the other thing about it is you couldn't have it reporting to anybody. Because his people have always said the president is a temporary employee. Well, also... You can't trust that the next temporary employee... If there is an, an intelligence organization that is investigating UFOs and their presence among us, that agency isn't reporting to the president. And then, if you want to go deeper down the rabbit hole, I haven't done enough research to have a real firm opinion on whether Majestic 12 is a real thing or a fictional creation of overactive UFO hunters. But if you believe that at one point there was a Majestic 12... And from the declassified government documents that say magic eyes only. You're going to have to explain Majestic 12 when you're done with that. Keep Finish your sentence, yeah. but then explain Majestic 12. But if Majestic there was 12. a Majestic 12, then you could see the men in black growing out of something like Majestic 12 when it officially, the super secret organization officially disbanded, that it just continued operating in the, in the, in the, in the shadows. World that it had set up within its own infrastructure, but was now off the books and became this entity. You could see that. Now, what is Majestic 12? Majestic 12 is allegedly something created after the Roswell incident that was investigating UFO activities on the highest levels, the supposed incident over the White House, and you had Majestic 12 being the official government um, committee for this group of 12 people who had all the secrets of Roswell and the UFO encounters going on in the 40s and the 50s. And then it got disbanded. Yeah. Now, but, now you're also right being, I think it was the B2 bomber that well, I think the presidential candidate at the time disclosed. So, I mean, yeah, trusting a president with something like this. I mean, you couldn't even trust one of them with the B2 bomber. Oh, and that no. was top secret. It's like, oops. Right. Exactly. You can't. Uh, it, it's much better because two as well. As evidenced by the film, when an agent is retired, they, they get mind, mind, they wipe their mind so that they have no clue what they've just been doing. That's also a really handy technology for that group. Exactly. So I, I concur. This is, it would have to be independently funded, uh, presumably by all the aliens who are using Earth as a neutral dumping point. Also, who knows what value some Earth resource has in the wider galaxy. Well, yeah, Expo- and I mean... Tariffs by just like, yeah, if you want to take that totally very precious aluminum can back to your home world, uh, that's going to cost you. For all we know, yeah, aluminum would be that worth that much on some other planet. And what's funny is there's that scene where they go into the room with all the different technologies, and he said, human culture is considered so, such filth on other planets that it's prohibited. And I thought that was a nice little jab, but... Also, who knows how much a human culture is valued on the black market, though. That, there you go. Yeah, if it's, that, if it's devalued that much and considered so debased, well, that means someone's going to want it. Yeah, I think this concept really works, and it, it, it adds to the fun of it, and especially the fact that everything's so innocuous. It's covered in, you know, the, the, the car. It's a rocket car, but it looks like an ordinary, what is that, a Buick? No, it's a Ford. All yeah. the technology of the galaxy, we're driving around in a Ford POS. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines of the yeah. movie. Right. Well, don't forget some don't of those. Mo- the red button. The most powerful guns are the most. Oh, the, t- the cricket? The noisy yeah. cricket. <laughs> uh-huh. So, I mean, it, it, the idea behind it and the concept and the whole 
process that they went through, it makes sense and works because I'm like, yeah, if we had aliens, it wasn't just like aliens once in a while crashing on Earth. You literally had aliens present on Earth. You had to hide them. You had legal and illegal immigration from outer space. Mm -hmm. You would have to have a whole agency dedicated to that. And they would have to hide it in a way that made sense. And this one makes sense. A mind-wiping oh, and coming up with some... Which, by the way, the agents, I will say, you have to get some of the best agents who are think, and think on their feet. Because if you just oh. mind-wipe, you have to mind-wipe and tell them a plausible enough story that they don't question it. Exactly. Where it's like, ah, yes, uh, there was a train accident. Okay. There's no railroad tracks nearby, though. Like, yeah, you have to come up. Yeah, a train accident near railroad at tracks. Yeah, okay, Whoops. that's believable. But you can't be like, uh, yeah, uh, it was a train accident. Where's the train tracks? Uh, uh yeah, you crap. got it. You <laughs> definitely got to be clever about it, and that's. Um, and, I also and, find and it demonstrate a... that it's called from the ranks of the best of the best of the best. Yeah, I also think that. It's it's believable because uh, the line agent K says there's always an Arkelian battle cruiser or a plague, and the only way these people go about their happy little ordered lives is they don't know about it. Right. I mean that's that it, the psychology of it is very very believable. And uh, let me just uh, follow up to Majestic Twelve, allegedly started in 1947 by Truman. Um, I should have done just a little more research on this because now I will I will say Majestic 12 never existed. It was allegedly some leaked documents to some UFO researchers in 1984 and guy that you see on every single UFO uh, show, Stanton Freeman from Britain, saying, you know, that they had uh, follow-up documents to certain memos that say Majestic 12. The FBI investigated them all and said that they're complete forgeries. And that's what most people believe, too, aside from the FBI, because the FBI would say it was a complete forgery if it did exist. <laughs> but, no. Majestic 12, most likely, almost positively, certainly did not exist. Okay. But if it did, an outgrowth of that organization could realistically become and grow into the fictional men in black. Right. That also, probably, most likely, absolutely certainly, do not exist. <laughs> Trying to make sure you don't get memory wiped, Scott. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> What's funny, too, is the way that he see Agent... Um, I'm messing it up. No, Tommy Lee Jones' character. Agent K. 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 The way K is able to... Oh, that's another thing. I guess we're getting into rips and picks now, which is fine. That... The agents are wiped from memory. You burn your fingerprints off. They erase all record of you. They probably, they didn't show it in the film, but they probably go to friends and family and mind wipe them. And you no longer exist. That would be the only way to pull this off is you no longer exist. You couldn't do this job. You couldn't have an agency. I mean, you got to figure People who are orphans with very few friends, if anything, who are loners, would be perfect for this agency because no one really paid attention much to them. Erase the documentation. Who's going to notice they're gone? Oh, man. This would be an agency full of introverts. There oh, would be absolutely. no team-building yes. exercises, no MIB <laughs> Christmas parties. You'd be lucky to get two people they, to work together. It well, would be the most introverted can loner you, agency ever. Can you imagine the HR department for this? It's like, ah. Yeah. 
It might I have be to the get seventeen job ever. Yeah, it would be. Well, it'd also be the worst one because it's like I have to get seventeen people in the same room to go over a slideshow on. Oh crap! Uh, <laughs> but there's there's that, but also just the the fact that they know the experience they have. Like when he's testing the dirt. Please don't be pink. Please don't be pink. All right. Yeah, and, that's the massive problem I have with this too. They trained Jay over two days. He still clearly <laughs> knows nothing. Yeah. And Kay is like, you're ready, man. What do you mean you're ready? He couldn't take that soil sample. He doesn't know anything. And then you see him like, go ahead and train the 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 morgue assistant yeah. with your two days of training. I mean, I, so this is a rip. This agency couldn't possibly have existed for as long as it did or be as competent right. as it did if this is how they train people. This is the throw them in the deep end of the pool and see if you can swim method. Not exactly what you That's do. something you'd want to do. For a super secretive agency that the fate of the planet depends on. Yeah. Also, let's be honest. I, uh, they're going to get caught way more than they do. They should, but that's why you have the, uh, the mind wiper. Yes, except... Because without the mind wiper, this thing would have been blown open years ago. That's a must-have for technology for the simple fact that it's like them just walking around everywhere. I mean, the photos have to be taken constantly oh, of I them. Oh, I know it. And it's what? like, oh, yeah, my mind... You get the memory wiped and, like, totally, that was just a crash act. Wait a minute. Why do I have this Polaroid of this? There must be a team, and I guess you would have to... I wouldn't recommend making it because it'll suck. Cleanup but team? Would, yeah, a cleanup team. You'd have to have a show about a cleanup team that does what you just said. Find the pictures, find the evidence, fix the damage. Well, it would work a lot better in a country like England where everything is on closed-circuit TV and you can't possibly act privately in public. In America, while we have a lot of cameras, like the whole philosophy relies on the fact that after Jay was discharging the noisy cricket in public that everyone just waited around for the cleanup team to show up. But I actually got to go the opposite way of this. I don't think a neuralizer and a mind wiper is necessary. The best way to do this would just be to hide in plain sight. Because here's the thing. We are, 97% of us are predispositioned to believe that every single UFO report is false. We've got the Nimitz report. And that is from the Navy that says we don't know what in the world this thing is. And we release the videos. And we're all sitting there going, eh, it's probably some, most of us are. We get the, the Phoenix Lights, and most of us are buying that it was those floating lanterns that escaped and, and magically made that formation look like a ship. In the end, you'd almost want to look and say, this guy be like, hey, I'm going to blow this open. I've got this picture of you and this alien over there. I'd be like, yeah, here you go. Here's my picture, too. Post <laughs> it. Put it out there. It's just going to be another one of those crazy UFO stories, and we'll come out to the government and say, this guy, it's bogus, and we'll, we've got a guy on hand that says this. Oh, you got me recorded saying that? We got a guy on hand that'll say this is a forgery. Well, Go it, ahead. No one's going to believe you. Well, short of them landing, it's like this, short of them landing on the White House lawn and every major news agency covering it live, I don't think anyone's going to believe, or maybe they drop down in Game 7 of the World Series on Pitcher's Mound. Well, for one, I have a weird feeling if they did that. Suddenly the news cameras would just cut off at that moment. Uh, but the other problem being... That if you want to be completely cynical and think that way, absolutely. They are going to release stuff. Like, I mean, the most recent one out of the Navy was, I mean, those three videos were blatantly, one was so obviously a bird that it was like, oh, good grief. That's that's just a bird. And 
Oh yeah, they were going to release those videos and be like, oh yeah, uh, UFOs. It's a bird, guys. We know it's a bird. Yeah, but the crazy thing about the Nimitz thing is that's the first time that the government has come out and said, we don't know what this is, and we cannot rule out that it is a UFO or what is other otherworldly something. They actually yes. left the door open that we cannot rule out that it's not a UFO. Yes. And, and They've that, never done that. No, but that was also a very suspicious one, and it's like, what the you can earth? also go through, and I'm not saying he's right. Like, there's another guy that the UFO, he's like UFO hunter Jesus, uh, J. Allen Hynek. He wrote a whole rational book about the Project Blue Book stuff. And if you listen to that, he makes a very rational case. I, I read it, listened to it, and I come back and I say, yeah, he's not right. He just went off the deep end. And because we're predispositioned to the human brain is great at filtering out what it doesn't want to see or hear or believe well, well, this and is... put things into context that it's comfortable with. Well, I was going to say, this is where uh, the ideas of... Uh, and you sh can show someone a video and tell them, watch this video, tell me how many you know red balls or whatever. Did you see the gorilla in the background? Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Yeah, right, right. No. I failed that. I failed that. I, I watched did. that TV I show. Too. I never saw it. Right. I was, I was at a, a church security briefing, and uh, the, the consultant did that. He played the video just as kind of a, let's see if you saw it. And if you caught it, how would you like to join the security team? Yeah. Yep. But no, that, that's literally, the human mind is very good at filtering out what it considers unnecessary clutter, let's say. It decides, I don't need to focus on that gorilla walking by. Don't worry about that. Count the balls. It also makes, how many times does human brain take a shortcut? Look, I know Morty is going to be on the Mortal Kombat game. He's going to be sitting there. My brain might just be filling in from prior patterns. Who knows if Morty's there or not? He's there. But we all <laughs> expect him to be there. Is he? Until we walk over and touch him, is he there? He's there. Well, that's also, um, ah, what is he it? He is, but it's, it's you know, it, it, the, the mind. your brain ever do that for a half second? Because it knows it just needs to fill in quickly. Well, that's what the it, woods, you got sentences, missing letters, and you Yes, I was just going to say that. Sometimes when I read, I skip over things because my mind fills it in. Yep. Yeah, and we all do that because that's how our mind works. It takes shortcuts when it can. It fills in what it needs to and it takes whatever it can out it's, so it, it, it's very reality, efficient at shortcuts so if we walked out of my front door and there was a reality breaking thing out there like um the goddess isis in 200 foot goddess form throwing lightning bolts and daggers uh, or, or fighting zeus in <laughs> 300 foot god form throwing lightning bolts at her would our brains just filter it out because it said, that can't be there? This has to be a data processing error. It's not there. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because this is getting way off the beaten path. So, but there is a role-playing game called Mage the Ascension. And Mage, it's, it's as it is, but it's set in modern times. And what mages can do is take energy they call quintessence and do reality-altering things. Can they shoot a fireball? Yeah. But it's in their best interest not to because of a thing called paradox. If we go outside and see a guy shoot a fireball or lightning bolts from his eyes, you're, you have to roll paradox. The best things you can hope for is 
A, skepticism, people just assume it was technology or an effect, or B, the person goes nuts. So if I see Thomas shoot fireballs out of his eyes and I go crazy, the mage is safe because no one believes my account. I went nuts. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm like, that was some really neat tech. I wonder how he did it. The mage is fine because I explained it away. However, if I don't do that, if I don't explain it away or lose my sanity, now the mage is in trouble of getting sucked into some paradoxical universe as the bystander is trying to reconcile what did i just see right was that magic that can't be magic and it creates this where reality sucks the mage out as a means of helping all the normies cope with what they've just seen this is a crazy thing and and like it's a crazy conversation but we are programmed to seek the rational explanation and we also know that the human brain can repress memories Right, and, 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 and eliminate, so maybe if we saw that world-breaking thing, we may see it, but three hours later, our brain might have just completely eliminated it and replaced it with um, a tree falling. Yeah, and that's what Paradox does. You're really hoping when you roll on that table that either A, the, the result was skepticism, the person comes up with any rational explanation, or B, they lose their sanity, because yep. sanity loss... Oh, everyone can blow it off. The guy lost his sanity. Of course, we can't trust the account. Well, I mean, there's an entire another franchise uh, series, uh, SCP, that is out there that basically goes on that idea where it's like, there's things out there. They're scary. We need to be protected from them. But people just repress it, don't even think about it, won't even see it. But I, I think it, these are all great points. And I think if you put it in tandem with the mind-wiping device it makes it much more possible because maybe well you so might Scott have sees, Scott sees yeah you might have one person who remembers but who's going to believe him yeah scott sees the alien and walks away and slips the net or scott sees the alien calls us but then he gets mind wiped and then we call him up and are like what were you talking about talking about what you said there were aliens and then Scott, as you said, F- fills it in. Go, say, I must have been drinking. I must have been drinking or watching Ancient Aliens or something. And we just go, oh, okay. Okay, he was drunk, so, whatever, move on. So when working in tandem, that's great. It could also explain why people's stories change all the time. Yeah. They tell the true story the first time, and then the men in black come back and hit them with the flashy thing to change the details just enough so that everyone thinks they're full of crap. Um, <laughs> fire in the sky guy, I can't think of your name right now. I'm thinking of you. and that's it that's it so i think that's why this is kind of a believable agency in so much because between the tech and our own trying to make paradox you know time and history abhor a paradox we just make it work come hell or high water and the time mind wiper really helps with that so another thing i like about the men in black agency itself is the comedic way they depict it like kind of a customs agency, an airport. And you have to come in and you're only allowed to bring certain items. And I always love the line from the the top agent who said, go look out, go look out for these aliens. Let them know we're not hosting an intergalactic kegger here. (laughs) So, uh, but the idea that Earth is like a Switzerland, but the people inside don't even know it. Well, you also have... That if you want to be on Earth, you have to hide that you're aliens. Yeah. You can totally be here, but you got to hide. Yeah, but it also explains why 
following this agency formed up post-war. It also explains the rapid technological advancement of humanity that the age men in black obviously let certain aliens give just enough that to advance humanity. But it explains how we went from, you know, Scott, you pointed out, take away guns and a few other pieces of tech. A farmer living on the plains of 1822 America would not be that out of place in uh, 1562 Europe. There would be enough overlap that, again, take away the guns, take away a few other things. Farming technology did change, but not so much. It wouldn't take them very long to adjust. Yeah, they could adapt fairly quickly. Now, take the same two farmers and drop them in, heck, 1980 farming culture. They'd be bewildered. Yep. I always always think about the changes that my two great-grandmothers lived through. Um, and I realized that we will never live through something like that. My great-grandmothers were both born in 1911. They both died in 2004. Mm-hmm. They were born into a world where the Model T was just coming out. Not everyone had electricity. Not everyone had running water. Or a car. Or a car. Yeah, the Telephone. Model T was just out there. People were still getting around on horses. Mm-hmm. And they died in the smartphone and internet age. Yeah, I mean... They just missed the iPhone, I think. You're talking... It reminds me of Brooks from uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. He was in prison for most of his life. Gets out, and he makes a note in a letter. When I I saw a car when I was a boy once, now they're everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's amazing just how much the world has changed. And people can't grasp that we did that, that there was a trigger invention and at one point i thought it was electricity but it's really probably the not the microchip um the microprocessor the micro and then uh that not the transistor but what's the the microsurf vacuum tube no no, no the we vacuum went away from the vacuum tube to microchip uh, uh micropro- microprocessors microtransistors um microchips and a little circuit board technology that we can do instead of oh, eating vacuum tubes yes I can't yes. think of it right now and it's killing me but those were the springboard that probably made everything possible but yeah it's no, no, but again the this is where when you look at history as a whole you can kind you can see where it came from and how we made it but if you don't look into it it does seem like there was a huge jump and i mean there's never been a leap forward like the last 150 years and there probably never will be again well it, it's especially also the idea of certain countries really jumped forward really quickly that's yep. true that's i I, true. I mean let's be honest world war Two, america when we went to germany they were kind of shocked at how we fought they pretty much put it as we were fighting a rich man's war american army moved around in trucks yeah. They moved around on horses. Well, they had and trucks too, but they had to use horses, yeah. Yeah. Well, most of the army was a horse big, bound. Yeah, it's a big myth that it was a mechanized army. It was not. Yeah, especially yeah. in Russia. Especially so, in Russia. Uh, that's why I'm like, there's a difference between countries, between civilizations, but as a whole, humanity has advanced by such leaps and bounds over this last century that it's insane. Yeah, we went, I mean, uh, my... I used to work with a woman who was, she was in her late 80s, and her father, when he read an article that you could have breakfast in Moscow, fly to London and have dinner there, he thought impossible. And she's like, years later, we went to the moon. 
Yeah. So well, there's also right. that. most people before this century never, you know, left their hometown. Right. Right. Leaving so. your hometown was a huge deal. Now, no, oh yeah, it's no big deal. I mean, I'll I, move to the other side of the country and have a job, whatever. When I was flying back from London, the thing that occurred to me was, I in the flight, I thought this is a seven-hour flight. This used to be a several-week several month trip which caused death most right of the time. right yes it was and risky I am, if you'd survive it and i am waking up arriving back in cleveland uh and i will not suffer jet lag and it'll be like a, and i literally that night i went bowling yeah i yep. left in the early morning in london in uh brighton came back in time for evening bowling just walked up people said hey where you been for a week oh, i was in england I mean, yep. amazing. So it really is. this kind of would explain, this is a fun little explanation. Well, we got aliens. So, and, or and, we got, they, they, they were integrated. Well, and, and again, this makes, and this is where sometimes a lot of these conspiracy theories come from because it makes some logical sense and your brain's kind of like patterns and logic. And sometimes it's hard to understand how we got where we were. And it's like, Oh yeah, we finally figured out how to split the atom, and then we massive made a jump forward. What if it Roswell aliens crashed? They found out we split the atoms, we attracted them, and then suddenly they crashed, and we suddenly find all this new tech. Star Trek used. That's what I hate about that theory, though. It takes away all the accomplishments of humanity and says we weren't right good enough to do all of this on our own but anyway I mean, one Star of the Trek other went with yep. that i mean human the aliens didn't vulcans really didn't start watching us until sputnik and then they didn't make contact till we had warp yeah anyway one I'm of the sorry. picks i really like about the men in black though i like the fact that they drew from jagger hoover's fbi by making them all wear the same yes. suit yeah. yep. yes yep all, Jagger Hoover really did that with the G-Men. Right. Yeah, and they uh, Hoover did a lot of things, though. <laughs> Let, let's not go into everything Hoover did. I thought that Hoover was a nice did, touch, but, though. And then they nice explain touch. it away as saying, you will have no identifying marks. And yeah. if you had an agency like this, you would want them all to be out in, um, well, now it would be pretty recognizable if they all wore black suits with white shirts and black ties. Yeah, but you'd want to have something like... You'd want them, nothing distinguishing about them. Yeah. Yeah, and... and it works, but I mean, yeah, nowadays, good grief, they would stand out. I mean, let's be honest, the Secret Service stands out like a sore thumb. The not plain clothes ones. Yeah. Well, that's why they have a plain clothes division. But the idea is there, and it's very good. Uh, I think also another night, I mean, the biggest pick for me is the mind wipe device because it explains, it, it is the ultimate tie up loose end how would anyone not know this organization exists i mean of course we discussed how humanity could fill that in on their own but you still need the mind wipe as a safety valve well yeah but here's the other thing i like about this film it's a buddy cop film it is it sure is it's a buddy cop film that works really well because the dynamic between these two agents work Mm -hmm. they play off of one another Mm -hmm. and Will Smith has had some really good performances in his life. Some bad performances too. I you know This is one I I this love this one, one of this is performance good. of his. I think Will Smith is one of the better actors of his generation. His range is 
far greater than people think. Pursuit of Happiness, he is masterful. Oh, he's oh, very yeah. good. Um, Great. Good in that. He is also he also plays Muhammad Ali incredibly convincingly. Yep. But to give you an example of you Will Smith's acting is my biggest pick in this film. Uh my favorite scene is the push the little red button and then yeah. he says, <laughs> yep. No, he just went home. <laughs> about Elvis. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's one of my that is probably my favorite scene in the movie. But um here's an example. If I take Tommy Lee Jones out and replace him with someone else, does the film still work? Yeah. Uh, I guess, but... It depends on who you pick, but I think it could work. Let's yeah. take the guy who played Agent Smith in The Matrix and put him in as Tommy Lee Jones. No, I think it still works. I, I'll, here's why I don't think it could work, and maybe it's just because I can't get out of it. When I see Agent Smith being that way, I picture Agent Smith. Okay. Well, so, if and, it was another character... That wasn't wasn't Agent Smith. It was, but you choose some other actor. Yeah, but I guess you would have to. I'd have to see him trying to yep. be K. All right. The problem is because of the Matrix. That's the only way I've seen that actor. What is it? Um, not Hugo Weaving. Oh, what's his? But name? it's a possibility. But it's a possibility. But All I'd right. have to see it. My Let initial me give knee you, jerk yeah. is no because I'd keep picturing Agent Smith. All right. So the role of I'm going to throw out a name here that the role of Jay almost went to. David Schwimmer. Nope. No. What happens to this film with him in that role? It doesn't do as well. I it's mean, it done. can still be good, but just not as good. Yeah. Oh, Will Smith it doesn't elevates this film all. so much. When he's he it's he's on screen almost for the entire film. Yeah. It really he makes the whole film work. He's the linchpin to it, it all. It is a renaissance kind of situation where it's just it's the right people at the right place, right time. Well, yep. again, his acting allows that comedy, that release, and he's playing off of the, you know, again, buddy cop situation. You have normally the gruff, grizzled, you know, veteran, veteran, and then you got your new, you know, guy on the job, comedy relief. Yeah, and that's, to, like I said in the fun facts, it's still the highest, gro- highest yep. grossing buddy comedy out there yeah and and that's why i'm like this works this buddy cop situation works in this movie so well the humor is perfect too because he comes and he says two things you recognize my skills you chose me and don't call me son i don't want anyone calling me son and And then then they're like okay sport tiger (laughs) champ and then he calls then he gets called son then he gets called by the top agent you take junior here yeah (laughs) yeah it's perfect because like they both know like like k went to zed and said hey he doesn't want to be called um son or or whatever it was you know sport whatever and they go ahead and they get him every time champ junior tiger they got a different one every time, and that yeah. that runs through the whole thing. It's perfect. Well, you or got things the, like don't you giving me the little one, right? Yeah. The noisy cricket. Uh-huh. And every pull, series every seven time he pulls it, I was like, Whoa! Watch what you're holding. Watch what you're doing there. <laughs> yep, and, and, and that's the like it pays off at the end with things. It doesn't just bring up stuff that it works. I mean, I'm, can I spoil it here? I mean, this is I an mean, old it, film. It, 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 the, the general rule of sci-fi malady is spoilers are there. Yeah. So I, okay, ahead. the very end. The very end of the film. What happens? Uh, when Tommy Lee Jones goes... When Agent K goes back to his old life, you mean? I, I Wasn't it the locker? I'm thinking... Oh! That was, that, that was part two. That was part two. 
You're thinking of part two. Oh, yeah, it's all right. opens the locker and yeah. sees the... Yeah, no. But no, no, no. You're right. It's all right. The last suit you'll ever wear. Again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. Sorry. But this, this also brings up the ideas that this one is more complicated than it wants to let on. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 it puts a lot out there and a lot of theories and a lot of ideas. It's deeper than you really think of oh, at first. I love first. the fact that they end it where our galaxy is a marble that yes. some aliens playing, playing with in a bag. Yeah. yeah. It's like, th- this whole thing makes it like, oh yeah, there's way more than what we even think. I yeah I like too how they use all these alien things to explain something that happened like the New York blackout was because someone knocked that ball around in a power generator or um, the alien saucers that are the, the towers. Why do you think like, we had it in Queens? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they're there and you would think so and it turns out yes they are aliens hiding saucers. in plain sight. Uh, all those little explanations that they throw in there are. Nice nods of hey, you thought that was an alien? We'll get or his third grade teacher. You think she was an alien? Yep, she was. Elvis. Yeah, yeah. everything you can say is an alien or alien. Sylvester Stallone happened. was it one or two? I can't remember. Michael Jackson. Yeah, he was an agent. Agent in part two. He yeah. he wanted to be Agent M, and they were like, Nah, not yet. Yeah, but um, he was an wasn't he, he was he was trying to be he worked for them. He was yeah. trying to be. An but that, agent. that's why I'm like that is the funny comedy of this right. series that they you like you can have my gun when you pry it from my cold dead hands your proposition is accepted <laughs> <laughs> yep so, it, it, and i like this film for that it it's a funny film it what, knows what it is it's it does yeah. it doesn't of, try to be what it's not one of my other favorite comedic scenes the picks is when will's in the test and he's getting outdone by everybody especially in the shooting scene and then he just takes a shot and then they're like, well, uh, great job, but you want to explain why you felt Sally needed a bullet between the eyes? <laughs> uh, well, you see, she's walking around in the hood with physics books. and Quantum uh, physics at eight years old. Physics, Sally so, probably is the threat. So uh, something's going on there. I, uh, for, for the perfectionist, it's Tiffany. Tiffany. You know why okay. Tiffany needed a bullet? <laughs> Say, thank you. And so uh, that, was, that was funny because plus after that, even K- even Zed was like, "Why would I, why would we take this kid? He failed everything." Or do I owe her an apology? <laughs> Zed, he uh, he says, "Why would we take this guy?" He ran down He's a cephalopod on foot. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it came down to. He ran down this, and he's he's good. And then, but then he's given the choice. Well, you have till tomorrow to decide. If you decided, it, and I guess you would call it a red pill moment before the red pill was a thing. You, if you decide you want to do this, head to the New Jersey power plant. If not, I'll never see you again. Well, is it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. Completely unconvincingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I really, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. That's I, a it's good not, question. I don't, could I, you it's do not, it? I don't think I can do it. I know I couldn't do it. You just want, you would want to go back and just forget and I have think, a happy life and not know? It's it, Well, it's not even that. I couldn't. No, I couldn't say goodbye to my family, my my wife. I just couldn't do it. You know, I, I mean, well, no, I I think you knowing, the, you knowing that you walked away because yeah. Kay clearly did. It, I think it would take a very particular person who a doesn't have any strong connections to anyone, who's a very much a loner, 
And who also has a conviction of, I have to do this because it needs to be done. Right. Maybe if you thought only you could keep all the people that you love safe. That's the other side of the equation. You're, you're walking away to keep all these people that you love safe, and you will take the heartbreak and the sadness and the loneliness on because there's something more important. But at the same time, I think I would rationalize it out and logic it out as saying, this agency has been keeping the earth safe for five decades without me. They can probably still go on and keep the earth safe without me. Yeah. I'm not that important. Let <laughs> them find someone else. I want to go back to being one of the, one of the happy sheep that doesn't know the truth. I don't want to know this. Okay. If that's the cost. Yeah. I mean, I want to know it, but not if that's the cost. Not if that's the cost. Yeah. Well, knowledge well, is costly. Well, and again, it's each person's choice. Right. So, I think uh, with that in mind, uh, let's rate this thing. We How had many... no rips. We did not. We did not. And I don't have one to make. Don't so, look at me for a rip. I'm not ripping this thing. So no, I just uh, wanted to point that out. Yeah. yeah. So what? How many? Uh, boy, how many cephalopods do we give this thing? Ooh. I'm gonna start. I'll go with eight. It's a good, funny comedy, and it's got rewatchability. Um, I'm not gonna put it up at a nine or a ten because those are like you know the best of the best, the top tier. But this thing's right up there at the very top of the second tier movies in my mind. It's right up there at the very top of the movies that are very nearly all-time greats, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's well-paced. It never gets boring. Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith play very well off of each other. The humor hits on point over and over and over again. Um, it has a romantic love interest story, kind of, that doesn't get overdone and steal the show. Oh, absolutely, I love that. It's got <laughs> a good villain. There's really funny one-liners like, it doesn't matter. In a few minutes, you won't even be a matter. Ha ha ha. There's just, and just understated things, and the film knows what it is and never tries to be more than what it is and never fails to live up to what it's supposed to be. Um, I give it an 8 out of 10, and it, it's not a detraction against anything in it. It's just that to be anything higher than that, there's got to be more than being an enjoyable, funny film that's paced well and well acted. And I don't know why there has to be more to it than that, but there does. <laughs> Because it sounds stupid to say it like that, but there, being a well-paced film that I, I'll watch again over and over and over again, it makes me laugh, only gets you to an eight. I guess it's because well, you're used to something more thought-provoking than this somehow, like Blade Runner 2049 or even well, I, I, I think what you, And as you said, some of my humor tends to be sophomoric, so if I'm going to watch a comedy, I'm going to go watch Happy Gilmore or The Waterboy or Billy Madison right. before I pick Men in Black. Right. Fair enough. Um, I get where you're coming from. I, I'm going to have to give it, I think, an 8.5, 8.75, actually. I don't know if I can put it all the way up to a 9, because, yeah, it, it's not one of those films where I'm like, that is the best film ever. I can't do that. I just can't. Mm -hmm. It's something absolutely, ooh, Men in Black's on, I'll watch that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I just don't know if Buddy Cop you know, as a franchise is in my top 10, you know, fran like I gotta watch buddy cop films. That buddy cop co series is coming out. No, it's not, but it is a fun one. So I have to give it a lot of points there because it's a fun one that I can watch again. And as long as I know what I'm getting, which I know what I'm getting with men in black, it's a buddy cop comedy sci-fi trope series 
if I go in accepting that, it's up there. So if I'm putting it in that genre and that series, it might even get a 9.5. But if I'm putting it in all series and all movies and, you know, even non-sci-fi, I can't put it at the top. So 8.75. Okay. I would have given it a 9 for all the reasons Scott said. Uh, he said everything. However, it lost one point just because the author believes the men in black are real. And I hate conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories. The Beach Boys. I, I hate them too. Mark uh, hates conspiracy theories and the Beach Boys. Yep. Don't so, ask me why, but that's his hate. So he really doesn't want to know about my conspiracy theory that Brian Wilson is an alien <laughs> and that the band was created to cover up the landing and... And they and they're singing their caterwailing that we call singing is actually alien fluting looking for mates. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. It's so. as believable as half the other conspiracy theories <laughs> out there. It explains a lot why they sound like that. But anyway, uh, that's why it loses a point just because of that. Otherwise, it eight solid movie, and I'd happily watch it again. So with that in mind, uh, you sickies, you can tell us what you think or. Better question, would you be willing to join the Men in Black if they were real? You can tell us at... RavingLunaticMedia.com 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 What's left for them to do, Rage Master? Stay sick, sickies. Hello, my name is Ruckstar. This here is a Neuralizer. Let's go ahead and take a look at it real quick. Alright, so here's what you were doing. You were listening to a Raving Lunatic Agency podcast. Go ahead, keep listening. You want to. Sci-fi Melody. Sci-fi Melody. Sci-fi Melody. Sci-fi Melody. Hey, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic. This is our uh, sci-fi melody. Dresses up as a man from space. What do you mean you've seen this? It's brand new. Yeah, well, I saw it on a rerun. <laughs>